that great gospel light. Tell the setting of sun and my work here is done. Let me walk in the gospel light. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Just quick words of announcement. Don't forget this Friday night at 6 o'clock is our church prayer for everyone. Amen. Let's come and pray. Amen. In unity. Don't forget we're fasting and praying this week. Amen. For our midwinter camps, ministers' wives, your families. Amen. And all those that uh, has needs. So let's remember these needs as well. Amen. And things we're praying. And then Saturday morning at 10 o'clock is our church business meeting. Amen. As well. So we want to should talk to you on Saturday morning where we're headed this year and what we got planned. And so look forward to being with you in that. Amen. God is great. God is awesome. Amen. Amen. So we're in a new year. Can you believe it? Amen. But we've been studying the Word of God. Amen. And our theme scripture this month, we're talking about overcoming self. Amen. And so this is very important. Amen is how we overcome our self. Amen. We have to learn how to get self out of the way. Amen. You know, somebody says, it's, it's not about you, and it is about you. <laughs> it kind of sounds like an oxymoron, don't it? It's not about you, but it is about you. You know? And so when you look at that, amen, you have to evaluate you. Amen. And take a closer look at yourself. You know, is, is this is what God wants, because we know that Scripture constantly admonishes us that there's no good thing in this flesh. You know, it, it's no good thing. And we know through Scripture we can't put our confidence and trust in our heart because Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, so I, I, God has prepared a road map for every one of us, and he wants us to pattern himself after us, after, want us to pattern, pattern ourselves after him. Amen. See, when God created Adam and Eve in the garden in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, the Bible says he created man in his image. So therefore... We must reflect the image of God. This is why when you read 1 Corinthians 15, Paul lets us know, he says, the first man, Adam, was of the earth. He was earthly. He was created from the earth. But the second Adam is the Lord from heaven. He says, and as we have bore or borne the image of the earthly, now we must bear or bore the image of the heavenly which is Jesus Christ. Amen. When we are born again of the water and the spirit, we repent of our sins. We are baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. We are risen, the Bible says, to walk in newness of life. So therefore, to become a reflection of Christ and to pattern our lives after Christ, we have to become a doer of God's word. That's why the word, that's why Psalms 119 verse 9 says... Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Jesus says in John fifteen three, now you are cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. Amen. John fifteen three. You are cleansed through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear forth fruit except it abide in the vine, no more do you except you abide in me. See, James goes on and tells us in James 1, 22, amen, he says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. See? When you hear the word of God, you got to become a doer of the word of God because it's the word of God that cleanses us. See? 
This is why Peter says you are cleansed by the washing of the word. See? The word of God cleanses us. And this is what God wants. He wants to He wants to get us right for Him. Amen. As we begin to study the Word of God. Now, last week, as we was looking at the Word of God, we talked about getting self out of the way, and we saw how Satan says, I'm going to elevate myself. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Right? And, and Isaiah 14, right? 12 through 15. So we want to get that I syndrome out of us. It can't be about me. Then it's got to be about me. <laughs> Amen. It can't be about me in a negative way to where I think more highly of myself than I ought, as, as our scripture says. But we want to think soberly. We want to humble ourselves in the presence of God that he will exalt us in due time. Amen. So we want to realize how valuable we are. And we have to learn how to deal with self. If not, it will destroy us. See? We have to learn how to have self-control. We have got to learn how to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You hear that all the time around here, don't you? Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with might. And long-suffering in the inner man. See, that's what God wants. Is he, he wants us to reflect him in all that we do. You are the salt and you are the light. Amen. In this earth. Amen. And so people have to be able to see God in you and your actions, your demeanor. Everything that you do has to reflect him so that they can be drawn out of darkness to the marvelous light. Amen. This is why Jesus said, let your light shine. You remember a few months ago, we were studying from Psalms, and what did David said? I will behave myself in a perfect manner in my house, in this temple. Say, why? Because it's not mine. It's his. We are the temple of God. Amen. Which you are. You are not your own. You've been brought with the price. Calvary says Jesus brought you. He paid the ultimate price so that you could live, so that you could reflect him in the earth. Amen. So this is why we have to get ourselves out of the way. We don't want to have pride. We know that the Bible tells us that pride go before destruction and a hardy spirit before the fall. Last week, we looked at 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen and Paul says to the church at Corinth, he says, you know, uh, quit you like, he says, well, watch you, thank you, watch you, amen, I, I'll get it, I don't like to look at it, I try to, I try to keep it in my mind where it's supposed to be, <laughs> so when I'm out there in the streets, I won't have my board, <laughs> so he says, watch you, I got to pay attention to my actions and what I'm doing, and I've got to look for pitfalls. I've got to look for things that can bring me down. See, I have to be alert. Stand fast in the faith. See, stay in the faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Stay in the faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So stay in the Word. Say, this is what he's trying to get you to do. Stay in the faith. Stay in the word. Because the more words you have, the more faith is going to come. Act like a man. <laughs> Quit you like men. Act like a man. And I that's gender neutral. You know, women act like women and men act like men. Okay, let me tell you that. But uh, whether you're male or female in the body of Christ, you're one. You're in Christ, okay? So that same image and same reflection... That a male must have to be like Christ. A woman in the body has got to be that same image to be like Christ. Okay? So you got to act like a man. Act like the man. This is the man, Jesus. Okay? And then he says, be strong. Paul told the church at Ephesus in 610, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you're able to stand 
against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, Satan's desire is to take you out. So you have to arm yourself. You have to be ready. So you've got to watch you. See, that's why it can't be about you, and it's got to be about you. See, you have to do these things. So Jesus has given us the tools to accomplish what he wants us to do. Amen. So we have to be able to be an overcomer. If you're around somebody that's always complaining and always murmuring and always gossiping and stuff, is a sure indication they have not overcome themselves. Okay? Now look at what Paul says in Galatians 5, 20, I think it's 24. Galatians 5, 24. We know it comes out, he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Notice, and they that are Christ is, you've crucified the flesh with this inspections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, Let's walk in the spirit. See, you crucified the flesh. That's why Paul says in Romans 8, he starts out, he says, There is therefore now none, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after what? The spirit. For the law of the spirit and life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sin for flesh, condemned sin in the flesh, that we might be the heirs of righteousness, amen, of God, amen. See, he condemned sin in the flesh. So therefore, there should be no condemning. You shouldn't be condemning yourself, amen, because you're in Christ. See, when you think you're not good enough, you're condemning yourself. When you compare yourself among yourself, you're not wise. Okay? You're in the body. So now we got to walk according to the body. And this is what God desires of us. This is why we have to watch ourselves. This is why we have to be strong. This is why we have to act like men. This is why we got to be steadfast in the faith. This is what God wants more than anything. Go to Romans uh, Eight, uh, 7 verse 18 Romans seven eighteen. amen it's kind of uh, like a, a ox, another oxymoron Paul talking here he says for I know that in me that is now he says in me that he says in my flesh okay he's letting you know he's no longer walking in the flesh he's now walking in the spirit okay that in my flesh, okay, in this flesh dwelleth no good thing, okay? For to will is present. There's a will to do what is right, see? The Holy Ghost in you, the breath that Jesus breathed in you, wants you to do what is right. He says, but how to perform that which is good, I don't find it, see? He says, is, is there, but I, I know I should. He says, but I can't find that thing that will make me perform and do what I know to do is right. Verse 19. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. <laughs> See? Notice. He says, now if I do that, that I would not, it is no more I to do it. What is it? Sin is in there. See? And so this is why we have to get it out. That's why you've got to take actions. Because if you never get sin out of there, it's going to keep popping up. And you're going to know what you should do, but you won't do it because of sin. Sin just keeps... bringing it back up see that's why john says in first john if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves but if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness see so 
I want to be able to find how to do right. It's there. The Spirit teaches me. This is what John says in 1 John 2, I think it might be 26. 1 John 2, 26, I think it is. Let's see. If it's, uh, no, go back down to... Let me get my Bible. Hold on. I think it might be... It might be first six. I don't know. First John two six. Uh, he says if the just one second. Y'all bear with me. Two twenty four through twenty seven. Two twenty four. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning also remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them seduce you. But the anointing which is you have received of him abide in you. Ye need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie and even as it hath taught you you should abide in him see you have to abide in him the spirit teaches you how to do what is right And so you can't override it when it says, no, don't do that. Because if you do, you're riding this over it. You're overriding the God. See? And you don't want to do that because the Spirit is trying to show you how to do what is right so you overcome you. See? This is why Paul says, I bring my body under subjection daily. See, see. so if, if that which I would not do, I, I keep doing, then that's where that other sheet I gave you now, we want to go to or talk about ignorance of self. Okay? Ignorance of self, number one. Number one. Amen. Notice what Isaiah says here in Isaiah 44, verse 20. He feedeth on ashes, a deceived heart have turned him aside, that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? So when we are ignorant of ourselves, it misleads us. See, we can think we're okay. See, if I don't know me, I think I'm all right. It can lead me the wrong way. See, that's why uh, Proverbs 12, 14, 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. See, it can mislead you. This this flesh is deceptive. See, so you have to realize the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. See, when you allow yourself or this flesh or yourself to make you think you got it all together, you can be trapped. Amen. You can be snared to where you can't get out and you think you're okay, but you can't find repentance. Look at what happened to Esau. He he sought for repentance with tears and couldn't find it. King Saul, amen, was so deceived. He thought in himself he was something great. He thought he was something, and he wound up destroying himself. You're not always once saved, always saved. Say, don't be deceived. That's why Paul told the church at Corinth, he says, don't become a reprobate mind that you're no good. 
See, because when a heart is led astray, people will start worshiping idols. They will start listening to lies and believe it. All these things. And this is what Isaiah is saying. You know, lies is at their right hand. They can't figure it out. They accept the lies as truth because their heart has been deceived. Their heart is turned aside that they can't even deliver themselves because every time they try, all they're doing is taking in more lies. You know, all this constantly. And so, and as a result, you're trying to show them the way of truth and they're steady said. Oh, everybody does it. And, uh, oh, I'm going to follow this place, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to do that. This is what happens. It's misleading when you don't know yourself, when you're ignorant of you. See? God knows you. I, the Lord, does what? I search the heart, and I try the reins to see what is in your mind. See? And then he shows you so you can correct it because he has your best interests at heart. Amen. Praise God. Same thing with Samson. Samson should have known. And what happened? He just kept going the wrong way, the wrong way, the wrong way. You know, Samson from a child was to be a Nazarite. He was to be holy unto the Lord. But what happened? He just put confidence in his flesh. You know? And as a result, it's what destroyed him. He could not see his wrong until the end. And then it was too late. A lot of people is doing that. They, they don't see their wrong until it's too late. You know? But the Spirit lead us. Number two. If we're ignorant of self, it results in unconscious deterioration of men. Notice what I, Hosea 7, 9 through 10 says. Strangers have deviled his strength, and he knoweth it not. Yea, gray hairs are here and there upon him. Yet he knoweth not, and the pride of Israel testified to his face, and they did not return to the Lord their God, nor seek after him. Notice, he said, they're deteriorating right before their very eyes, and they don't even know it. People are falling away and don't even know it. People are sitting in churches and doing things on the false doctrine and don't even know it. The enemy has them blind. They don't even know it. They're deteriorated. They're on their way to hell and don't even know it. See? They just think is okay. They think what they're doing is okay. And they're deteriorating it. They're, they're right before their very eyes. When they should be living. When they should be excited. When they should be running and rejoicing. I'm almost home. I'm almost at the finish line. I'm almost getting ready to cross to the promised land. You know? They can't see it. This is what this is saying. They're deteriorating. Right before their very eyes. Notice what Solomon's mother told him in Proverbs 31.3. She says, it's not for kings, O Lemuel. It's not for kings. Amen. I, I want verse 3. She says, give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroy kings. See? Don't give it to them. Ways to destroy kings. Amen. You are to be kings and priests in the earth. So don't give yourself to that which destroy kings. Then he goes on. She tells him like strong drink. People says, oh, you know, God turned the water into wine so I can drink. You know. That's deteriorating right before your very eyes. Because you're being deceived. That parable was all about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. You know, God saved the best for last. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Yeah, you probably turn into wine. So, <laughs> But listen to me, okay? 
when you look at Proverbs, who have sorrow, who have woe, who have contentions, who have babbling, who have redness of eyes, who have wounds without cause, they that tarry at the wine, they that seek mixed wine. Amen. When they wake up in the morning, they've been beat. They don't even know it. Look at all the people in jail because they says, well, Jesus drank the wine. He made the wine. Think about it. Solomon goes on. He said in Proverbs 21, he's 20 verse 1, he says, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whoever is deceived thereby is not wise. See, you have to wake up. Amen. Do you don't get your mind so unconscious that you can't see what is happening in your life. Amen. You don't want to be deteriorating. You're going to a better place. You don't want to be like the children of Israel. That's why the book of Hebrews tells you, beware, because the children of Israel got right to the door of the promised land and couldn't get in. All because of unbelief. See? They deteriorated right before their very eyes. See? Strangers have devoured his strength. Don't give your strength to that which destroy kings, O Lamua. Anger destroy kings. Lion destroy kings. False doctrine destroy kings. Not living holy destroy kings. Not doing what is right will destroy kings. So get it together. Galatians 3, 1. Paul asked the church at Galatians. He says, oh, foolish Galatians. Paul sometimes has some, some strong words for the church, don't he? I probably did that. I probably get kicked out. <laughs> but, but notice what he says. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evident, set before, crucified among you. Are you so, what? Verse 2. Are you, this would I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit by the works of the law or the hearing of the flesh. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? He says, hey, are you so foolish? You started out this thing in the Spirit. He said, now, you think you're going to be made perfect by the flesh? It doesn't happen. No. This is why you're commanded to walk in the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You've crucified the flesh with this elections, flesh, uh, I mean, it's lust, and, and, <laughs> affections and lust. You brought it under subjection now. Let's walk in the Spirit. You're not foolish. Amen. Don't destroy your own self. Amen. Don't give that to kings. I meant destroy kings, Lamiel. Come on. Be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Amen. Proverbs 7, 24 through 27. Solomon is talking about the harlot here. You know, notice what he says in verse, uh, Proverbs 7, 24 through 27. Amen. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and a perverse lips put forth from thee. Verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on. I mean, that's chapter 7, babe. Proverbs 7, 24. You got 4, 24. No, 7, 24. Thank you. Hearken unto me now, therefore, you children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline from to her ways. Go not astray in her path. For she have cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Verse 27. Her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. Amen. He's talking about the harlot. Amen. And so, therefore, we can't give that to destroy kings. 
Stay conscious. Stay alert. Be sober. Don't let deterioration go right before your eyes. Don't think I'm okay. Know yourself. Search you. Test you. Amen. Make sure you're doing what is right, Hosea said. It, it's manifested itself. Ignorance of self will manifest itself in our self-confidence. Remember, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Notice what happens here in Mark chapter 10. And James and John, the son of Zebedee, came, come to him, saying, Master, we would that thou should do for us whatsoever we desire. Wow. And he said unto them, well, what would you want me to do? Or what should I do? Paraphrasing for you. They said unto him, grant unto us that we may sit one on the right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. But Jesus said to them, you know not what you're us. Can you drink the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. Jesus said unto them, You shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized with all, you shall be baptized. Notice what Jesus says. See, they're thinking Jesus is getting ready to set up an earthly kingdom. Because the whole script of the gospel is this, is linking the Old Testament to the New. And Israel knew that a king would come like David that sat on the throne. And they just knew it was going to be Jesus. And he was going to establish his kingdom on the earth. And so they wanted those positions of honor to, to be the one on the right and the one on the left, you see. And so when they hit Jesus with this, now one of the, the other gospels says that their mother came and did it. They put their mom up to do it. Amen. And so as a result of this, notice they said, Jesus says, what do you want me to do? Let me be on this side and let my brother be on the other side. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. Say, you think I'm getting ready to establish a kingdom here, but my kingdom is not of this world. Say, you don't know what you're asking for because... If you can't drink this cup, then it ain't happening because I'm getting ready to die. The cup of salvation. He says, I'm getting ready to die. So can you drink this cup that I'm going to drink? And they say, oh, yeah, we are able. He said, yeah, you are because you are going to die the same way. Uh, are you going to have passion for the same way? Yeah, you are. But you right now, you don't know what you're asking for. See? A lot of times, we don't know what we're asking for. We let this flesh put us self-confidence. Oh, I want to do that. Really? <laughs> you know, you have to be careful what you're asked for. We can't allow our flesh to deceive us, to have self-confidence, to think, that's what we want to do. I've had people say to me a lot of times, oh, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. You said you want to do it. You know, oh, I didn't sign up for that. You know, I used to have people tell me that in the, in the military a lot of times, you know, when it was time to go to war. Uh, that's not what I signed up for. You know, well, what did you, what did you think? You think you was going to the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts? That's what I used to ask them. You think you would join the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts? Yeah. And they would look at me like I'd lost my mind. Yeah. They was all self-confident. Ah, oh, I'm going in the military. Yeah, okay, go right ahead. Yeah. It ain't what you think. You know. Mom and Dad ain't going to wake you up in the morning at 10. You're gonna learn a you're gonna learn a whole new 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 way of living real quick. <laughs> you know? Self confidence. Look at Peter. 
John 13, 37. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow you now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus looked at him and says, will you lay down your life for me? For my sake, verily, verily, I say unto thee, before the cock crowed thrice. Crowed. You're going to deny me three times. He was very confident. You know, Peter was constant. I'll die for you. I'll die for you. He was very self-confident. And as soon as they arrested Jesus, he denied him three times and ran out and then started crying. Amen. When we don't know self, we can be over self-confident. Examine you. Prove you. Amen. There's nothing wrong with having self-confidence. Believe me, we should have self-confidence as children of God. You know, God can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, we should have self-confidence. But we should not allow our self-confidence to cause us to make irrational decisions and say irrational things that we're not going to fulfill. See? That's, that's why, uh, man, it went right through my mind. Amen. Anyhow, maybe it'll come back to me in a minute. Amen. Praise God. So we want to always have a clear understanding. Yeah, we're confident. As Paul said, I'm confident in this very thing. That he which will be good a good work in you will complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. See, we want to have self-confidence. We want, we should. We, we got all power in us. I'm supposed to have self-confidence. I'm supposed to. But i got to learn how to exercise my self-confidence. Amen? Praise God. Number four, amen. When we are ignorant of ourselves or ignorant of self, it retains sin in our hearts. Jesus said in John 9, 41, talking to the religious leaders, he said unto them, if you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sin remain. See, Jesus says, if you knew who I was, then you wouldn't be doing all this crazy talk and all this foolishness because I came to relieve you of your sins. See? And if people knew who he was, and if they really saw, they wouldn't have sin. Amen. They would walk away from wrong, and learn to do what is right. Amen. We are to be under the blood of Christ. When we was buried in Jesus' name, what happened? Our sins were remitted. So now we walk in newness of life. See? And if we do sin ignorantly, see, you can, there are sometimes you're going to say something and do some sin ignorantly. Not willingly, okay? There's a difference. See, if you sin willingly, there is no more sacrifice. If you just go out and sin because you want to sin, because you think you're saved and always say, there ain't no more sacrifice. But if you sin ignorantly, you have an advocate, Jesus Christ. See, you can repent of those sins and God will wipe it away. See, but if you just says, oh, God will forgive me, you know, Mm, you might be careful, okay? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. But whatsoever man saw it, that will he also reap, okay? So you don't want sin to remain in your heart, amen? You want to be able to see. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3, Paul says, If this gospel be hid, it is hid to them who is lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ should be revealed to them. See? When you are born again, you are supposed to be able to see. See? You are, if the gospel has been applied to your life, if you've repented, been baptized, and filled with the Spirit, you are supposed to be able to see clearly. Your eyes are being opened. So that you know what to do is right. You can see the wrong verses, the evil and the wrong things that are coming. You don't want sin to be in your heart. Look at what Paul says in Romans 6. Go to 6.1. 
We're going to walk 6-1. i got about five minutes here. Amen. Do you ever just get out your Bible and just go to some of these chapters and just play with them a lot of times? You know, I, I, I do because a lot of times I, I, I get a whole lot out of them when I do. Now, notice what Paul says, and I'm going to read from the back this time. Okay? What shall we say then? Hmm. Paul said, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? See, God's grace is always abound. Where sin abound, what happened? Grace does much more abound, right? God just keeps giving you more and more and more, right? So, so Paul is saying, now look, guys. He says, are you going to keep sinning so God has to keep forgiving you? He says, that don't pass the common sense test. That's pretty soon it's going to run out. <laughs> yeah. Verse 2. He says, God forbid. No way. He says, come on. No way. He says, you're dead to sin. See? When you was buried in Jesus' name, when you repented, he says, you're dead. Amen? We'll go back to verse 2. I want to get to the end of verse 2. Live any longer therein. See, you're not to live in sin anymore. Come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Amen. Through 7, 1, right? He says, come out from among them. You don't live in that way no more. See? That's why self has got to go. Self wants to go back out there. Self wants to break dance. (laughs) Self wants to do the lecture slide. Self wants to get a, a drink of Jack Black, old crow. You know, he, he wants to do that stuff. He wants to take a toke. He wants to, he wants to, you know, puff some green grass at home. You know, he wants to do all that stuff. But notice, you died to that stuff. So you don't live out there anymore. See, that's not your home anymore. All right? Verse 3. Know you not that so many of us was baptized into Jesus Christ, was baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him, verse 4, by baptism, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we should be also in the likeness of his resurrection amen he died in the flesh but he rose in the spirit amen you are to walk now in the spirit you're spiritual beings in this earth not fleshly being even though you're in the flesh you're still spiritual beings see This is what you're supposed to be. Verse 6. Knowing this. He says, okay, let me educate it, he says. That our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth you should serve sin. See? You should be serving sin. Verse 7, for he that is dead is free from sin. You're dead. All right? When I drop, if I drop dead right now, there is no way I'm going to sin. I ain't doing nothing but dead. <laughs> See? See? There's no more ruthless after that. Okay? And this is what he's trying to get you to see. When you went down in that tub, and got buried in Jesus' name, you was buried with Christ. You ain't got no business sinning no more after that. See? Because you're dead. <laughs> you're in the grave. So when you came up out of the grave like Jesus after three days, you now walk in the Spirit. You're a spiritual being in this earth. You're dead men walking. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it makes sense. Verse 8, 
Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should live with him. I'm on my way to a better place. I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm walking with him all the way to the shore. Amen. Verse 9. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, he ain't dying no more. Death have no more dominion over him. Death don't have any more dominion over you. See, when you was in the sin and in the flesh and all that crazy, you were dead. But now you're alive. See? Yeah. Now you're alive. That's why you're dead men walking. Amen. Verse 10. For in that he died, he died to sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth to God. See, this is what your whole life is all about now. You are living as a child of God. You represent him. You're reflecting him in this earth. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon you yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 12. Amen. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that you shall obey it in the lust thereof. Verse 13. Neither you, you, your members as instruments of unrighteousness and the sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Let your whole body be now righteous. What did Job says? He says, I put on righteousness and God clothed me. See? This is what, when you come up, you're saying, I'm ready to do right. You went down and says, when I come up, I'm going to be right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to do right. That's why you self got, the old self has got to go. I don't want to be ignorant anymore of this, that old man. There was no good in him. Amen. For sin should not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Sin should not control you. This is basically what Isaac told Esau when he sold his birthright. And Esau come back and he wanted more blessings and he cried and he went, Oh, Dad, don't you have any more blessings? Oh, Dad. Isaac said, Son, look, you done messed up. He says, When you get dominion over it, he says, You'll break that junk off your neck. See? And that's what has to happen. You've got to get dominion over you. See? You're dead. Amen. You've been buried. Now you've got to walk in newness of life. You belong to Christ. You represent Him. Sin should not have dominion over you. You have dominion over sin. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Amen. Verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but we're under grace? God forbid. No way. No, he's saying. No, no, no. Know you not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether it is sin unto death or obedience to righteousness. Verse 17. Amen. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. But now you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Amen. And being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the matter of men because of the infirmities of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanliness, to iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now you, your members... Servants to righteousness that takes you on over to holiness. For when you were with servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had you then in those things where you are now ashamed? For the ends of those things were death. That old way of life was death. But now, being made free from sin, you became the servants of God. Ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end an everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. See? And God don't want you to have sin in your heart. He, wants you, he don't want you to retain that stuff in you. Get it out. 
You don't want those things that destroy kings, O Lemuel. Amen. It's not for kings. It's not for kings to keep walking in sin and doing wrong. It's for kings to do right. That's why Solomon's mother said, Look, son, don't give yourself away to that which destroys kings. You are supposed to be on the throne to make right judgments for people's lives. This is what she's trying to get him to see. Kings ruled by the word of God. That's why Proverbs 6, I mean 8, says kings and priests rule and governs by me. Wisdom. So she said, don't give that to that, that destroy you away. We have to be able to judge right as kings and priests in the earth. That's what, the, when you go back and look at the Old Testament law, the role of the priest was to determine what was holy and unholy and what was right unclean and and uh, clean and unclean that was his job so as a priest and a king in the earth amen your responsibility now is to do the same thing you have to determine what is holy and what is not holy what is clean and what is unclean see because you are now walking in newness of life amen Praise God. I'm seven minutes over. Forgive the old man. Amen. But, uh, hey, we got to get self out of the way. Amen. So that we can be what God wants us to be. And as the song says, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful out of my life. Amen. And he will make something beautiful out of yours. Amen. As you keep walking this race and walking this path to the truth of his word. Amen. Father, we truly appreciate you again tonight for your goodness, your love, your blessings. May your word, God, be hidden in our hearts that we will not sin against thee, Lord. Let us, God, examine ourselves continually for the right way, to live the right way, to do the right things at all times. And we will give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless your people, Lord, as they travel home tonight. Please keep your hand and protection, Lord, upon them. Set hedges of protection around each and every one of them, God, to protect them continually every day from hurt, harm, and danger, Lord. And we continue to give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray that you bless our midwinter camp meeting this weekend in Green Bay, God that you would continue to bless it, pour out your spirit in every place, God. Bless our prayer time together Friday night, Lord God, our business meeting, all that we do. Be with Brother Terry, God, Brother Dennis, Lord, Sister Sandy, God, continue to touch them in every place. Those that were not here tonight, God, I pray that you continue to bless them, touch their hearts, Lord, move across this city. We truly appreciate you, God, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.